despite Mac McClung's appearance and status in the NBA, he went out and won the slam dunk contest and put on an unbelievable show. It was remarkable. And it serves as a reminder for us that you don't have to be an all-star to go out and do something remarkable and step up when nobody else will. And so oftentimes we think we have to be an all-star, even to be used by God. But who does God actually equip and use for his purposes? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by my co-host, Luke Heaton, on today's episode. We are unpacking the dunk contest and the reminder that none of us have to be a well-known all-star with an amazing appearance and visible gifts to do something extraordinary or step up when nobody else will. And so it's going to be a fun conversation. I always love NBA All-Star Weekend. And, and so we'll have a, a, an interesting conversation about it today. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, we're glad to have you. For those of you listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else podcasts are found, uh, glad to have you here. Uh, thanks, everybody, watching on Fig Tree TV. It's a channel where faith and family meet. You can get in touch with me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Unpackingit.com is our website where you can find out all about our ministry and also be sure to subscribe to our devotional that goes out through email Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Just like we do on this show, uh, you can receive that uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we hope that we will uh, encourage and challenge you to follow Jesus and become more like him. We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. Check out sugarcreekcoffee.com and use the promo code UNPACK. You'll save some money. You'll love the coffee. At Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artesian-roasted coffee. They don't roast until you actually place an order, so you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. All right, Luke, the dunk contest, the All-Star Weekend took place this past weekend. What was your favorite uh, contest moment of, of the weekend? Well, you are very aware that I am... I've become a hater of the dunk contest and I have I have definitely put all my eggs in the three-point contest basket because that every year is very entertaining. Now that they bring in the big men who are hit or miss, Julius Randle, tough showing this year. 
Tough showing. He was a fill-in. Yeah, definitely fill-in. But so the three-point contest has been what I most look forward to. Uh, and the skills challenge, the changes they make, those have been fun and entertaining. Um, but the dunk contest this year was, it was fantastic. And it, it, it's, the past couple of years have been, have been grim. So it was, it was refreshing. It was, it was amazing. So going into this dunk contest, I didn't even know who the participants were, I think until moments before, like once I turned it on. And I, I love the dunk contest. I've even got my wife into it. So every year, it's even been kind of a part of our Valentine's Day tradition over the years when it falls closer to the Valentine's Day. And, and so we're into it. We love it. So we were you know ready to go, ready to watch, but I didn't even know who was in it. And then all of a sudden, I see this guy, Mac McClung, hmm. you know, out there. And I'm thinking to myself, who is this little kid? What I mean, what it was as a high schooler, I, I was I was beside myself thinking, what has happened to the dunk contest? Who are these? I didn't know who any of the, the four guys were. Anyway, I still don't know the other three guys. I know Mac McClung now. Um, so going into it, it's like, well, where are the all-stars? Where are the big name guys? Where are you know familiar players that that we've seen dunk over the years, or even some of the young guys that that we're at least aware of? And and so based on appearance and, and even the status, Mac McClung, he's not even an official, you know, all-in NBA player. He's on this two-way deal, which means he plays in the G League. He's been there most of the season, and yeah. then he just signed with the Sixers. And so that was my initial thought. What, what was your initial thought when you saw Mac specifically, but then sort of the, the contestants going into this? So I feel like it's been trending in this direction. Like Le- LeBron's lack of participation has kind of – set the trend on, ah, oh, if you're a big-time player, nah, it's, that's beneath you. So Which is ridiculous. We're never going to see guys like Zion or John Morant or the high flyers in the NBA. We're, we're never going to see it, which is unfortunate because I mean, before my time as an NBA fan, you grew up probably watching, and even your dad grew up watching I mean, legends of the game. Oh, yeah. Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan. I mean, like, legends. And... So it's kind of been trending yeah. to, okay, let's get a high flyer bench guy, 10 minutes a game guy. Uh, from their perspective, it's probably, this is my chance to get some fame. Oh, it's yeah. a no-brainer. So it's going in. I, I recognize some names. Um, you know, the big guy for the Knicks, I watched him play in college, so I was familiar with him. I didn't really know Trey Murphy with the Pelicans. But I was aware of Mac McClung, so my generation – he YouTube was guys. Your YouTube TikTok. Well, you, I wouldn't say that. More ball is life. That YouTube right. channel. Okay. But uh, so I grew up watching. I guess grew up is probably when I was in high school. Seeing his highlights as a high school player, which were just unreal. His his dunks, his ability to score, his block shots off the backboard, and then kind of quiet at Georgetown, I guess, and then transferred to Tech, but. Texas I was State. aware of him, but I have not been following his pro career because no. it's been very quiet. Very quiet. He's been in and out of the NBA, like tra- you know, training camps or preseason or G League, and that's where he's bounced around. And so, you know, here he is getting this this opportunity, and you know, everybody else turns it down. They're looking for anybody to enter you know, enter the slam dunk contest, and and he steps up. And you know, based on just the initial you know judging of him. I'm thinking there's no way. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? This little guy, he can't do it. He's 6'2", but he looks smaller than that. He looked young to me. So 
but I, I I judged a book by the cover, of course, uh, as the as the saying goes, and, and, and just I, sort of doubted him. I want to I want to say this too. I was listening to the radio this week, and they were talking about it. They were saying that his his career earnings playing pro basketball was just over a hundred thousand, and he won a hundred thousand for winning the dunk contest. It's a big deal. It's a double big deal. his earnings. Now he has a shoe deal. Like. It, That's right. It's, it's going. I well used to for have Puma. Now. I used to. I used to wear Puma. Puma basketball shoes. So he's bringing them back. I think that's so what they, he signed with. So Puma? they made a big comeback. Because go. your, your boy Lamelo wears Puma. Oh, does he? Oh, I, I didn't realize. that. I think so. Okay. I'm all. Well, I was unless also he's big, still. Unless he's still a big baller brand. I don't that's know. true. I, well, I was a big uh, and one guy. Those are coming back too. So anyway, yeah. that's for <laughs> are they really? <laughs> uh, another day. Yeah, they are. And one, let's bring them back. I used to have all the shirts, the shorts, the shoes. I was, oh, and, I was, I was, yeah. I wasn't sponsored by and one, but I should have been. That's the, the, the baggy shorts when that was the look well below the knee, long shorts. That's right. I had to, had to represent. <laughs> so here, Mac McClung, he goes out and not only does he like he, he's better than the other three, but he put together a memorable, legendary performance where these, these four dunks, all four of them were creative awesome, well-executed, and and he just nailed them. Like, they yeah. were, you know, they, they, they weren't repeats and, and anything mm-hmm. like that. First they, attempt? They were, oh, he, first, which is first huge. attempt, yeah, it's huge. Makes such a difference. And so the the, the, the point today and, and, and why we bring this up is, you know, it was easy to judge him, easy to, you know, based on his appearance to say, all right, there's no way. He's not going to go out and do something that, that we're going to remember and, and, and matter and sure enough, he he did. And when this, you know, we think about our own lives and and, and especially from a you know a biblical perspective too, which we'll which we'll dive into, oftentimes we feel like we have to be an all-star in order to do anything that that matters. And and we we think that it's always the most talented, the tallest, the best looking, the most athletic. Well, those are the people that are doing you know, great things in life, or they're the ones that, that are, are stepping up and, and, and they're the ones stealing the show. And oftentimes we sit back and we'll, we'll let the all-stars take care of it. And eh, I'm not good enough. Uh, I, can't, I can't do this or that. And I'll just let, I'll let the all-stars do it. And, and this infiltrates within the church. We just think there's a couple superstars that, that do everything and and we show up, we watch, we leave, and and then and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And and really, you know, this 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 whole Mac story, it just reminded me that one, you know, we can't we can't discredit other people, but also looking inward and, and thinking, ah, I can't I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do this. No, actually, I can. And 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 there's one thing, Luke, that I want you to talk about that in that mindset. There is some truth to it that we can't do it. Yeah. Yet we don't want to remain in that in that spot. Yeah. So it, it's easy to. I think you make a great point on, especially in the local church setting. In the in the American church, it, it's easy. Many churches operate this way, where the the people on staff, the pastors, um, and any church staff member, they they're the ones who do the ministry. That's right. The people who sing on stage. And then our job is like, ah, can I really do anything? Am, am I gifted enough? The question, though, when it's, am I gifted enough? Can I do this? The answer is no. Like, from, a, from a biblical sense on, no. But the answer is no one can do it. 
Like when, when, when you're in the mindset of, man, I just don't think I can do it. Can I do this? He's so gifted. Well, of course you can't do it because no one can serve God and be faithful to him outside of his grace. When you're comparing yourself to someone who appears to be gifted, who's doing great things in ministry, they're not doing it because they're amazing. They're doing it because God is amazing in them mm. and God is empowering them. So it's true. I can't do that. You look at other people doing great ministry things, serving God. Yes, it's true. You can't do that outside of God's grace. But surrendering to the power of the Holy Spirit and believing that God is big enough to use anyone, now, therefore, I can serve God in amazing ways because it's God doing it in me. Amen. That's right. So it's not based on, yeah, our appearance or even when, you know, we, we tell ourselves that, ah, I'm just not spiritual enough or I don't know the Bible well enough. And I just don't think God can, can use me. I'm just not, I'm not there yet. But, but the truth is, God just wants a heart that is committed to him. A, a, an open hand, open heart, open mind to say, all right, God, how do you want to use me? I'm yours. I'm all in. I know I'm not gifted enough in my own strength, but I trust that you will equip me to do your will and to do what you're asking me to do in this opportunity that's there. Somebody's got to step up. Just like we're talking about the dunk contest. Four guys had to step up, and they did. And, and Mac, you know, sh shined in a, in a special way. And, and for us, okay, where are the opportunities? Where do we need to step up? And, and oh, okay, I'm not an all-star. That's okay. You, you can, you can fill, fill the gap and, and go do what God needs us to do. Serve people, love people. And it's not always, again, it's not always the stuff on stage. It's not always the stuff that, that has to be in the spotlight either that's significant. That word mm -hmm. to me is such a powerful word. What is significant? What really matters? And we can do things that are significant in God's eyes and in part of his kingdom by having a committed heart and being open to just say yes. Yeah, what do, yeah, what do you want me to do? Yep. And, and you can't compare areas of influence. Because again, is preaching the word on stage important on a Sunday morning? Absolutely. Pastors should take that responsibility very seriously. Is singing and stewarding that well on stage very important? Yes, no doubt. But that doesn't mean your area of influence in the workplace isn't important. It's just it's just not true at all that pastors and church staff members are the only ones that do ministry, because that that's not even a, a great way to reach people. If if our only if we're thinking, all right, I got to invite this person to church so they can receive Christ, that's that's faulty. No, we can it share can the gospel. That way, but yeah, it can it can that can yeah. We still want to invite people to church, no doubt. But <laughs> the the mindset shouldn't be. I have to invite them to church because I can't minister them to minister to them right now. That's right. God's given us areas of influence to serve him, to use the giftings that he's given us, to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit, to have a conversation in the workplace, in a school. In whatever area of influence God has blessed us with, we have opportunities to store that to do ministry, but it's by his grace. It's not just uh, vocational ministers. No, it's it's everyone. If you have been, if you are you a if you are a follower of Jesus and you've been given the Holy Spirit, you have the power in you to serve God faithfully and right. do it well. That's right. And and when we look at Scripture, and we look Old Testament, New Testament, 
countless stories of God, you know, calling people, using people for his, his purposes and his, and his will uh, that don't, you know, they're not superstars. They're not all stars. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, regular people. They're weak people. They're flawed people. They're not the most gifted or talented. And, and even in some of the ways that, that you'd, you'd think initially, but then God equipped them and God chose them based on their heart, their willingness and, and for him, for his glory to shine through because mm-hmm. he, he shines through when we're weak and we're not, we're, we're not the most talented yet. He still uh, allows, you know, uh, allows us to be a vessel for, for what he wants to, to accomplish and uh, for his purposes. God is certainly in the business of, of working against the wisdom of the world. That's right. Because That's right. to your point, and in this conversation, the wisdom of the world is who looks the best, who appears the strongest, who is the the smartest, and, and all these, whatever worldly categories we've set up to, to compare people, to analyze people, God constantly works in that. You know, that weak, th- that person over there that the world says is weak, well, his heart is after me, and I'm going to use him or her tremendously. Yep. He's done that in Scripture. He's done that in our own lives. He's done that in the lives of our friends. He's always doing that. The world's wisdom on who is the strongest, who is the best equipped, continues to fall short of who God uses. Mm. So let's look at uh, you know David in, in the Bible, and you know here here is a situation where. Uh, God tells Samuel, all right, for, for the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So David was the youngest son and, and overlooked, and it's like, what are you talking about, David? David, you're going to use yeah. David? What Tending the flock. Like, yeah, I'm not using David. But see, the Lord operates in a different way, to your point. And so uh, that's 1 Samuel 16, 7, talks about that. And then also, what's so important, this, I, I read this, uh, this verse is a part of one of my favorite books. It's called Holy Ambition by Chip Ingram. But this is in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, where it says, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So God, God's looking for people who are committed to him, and then he strengthens, empowers, equips us to do whatever he calls us to do. And, and there are some times where I'm, I'm thinking, well, I, I really want to do this, or I really want to do that. And if God hasn't equipped me to do that yet, then I have to wait. All right, guys, not in this yet. Um, and then I think the flip side, sometimes we, we think, ah, I don't think I can do that. But we have to take that step of faith, and then God will, will give us everything we need in order to do it. Um, whether that's you know, resources, strength, overcoming our, our, our weaknesses in that. And, and he's, again, looking for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to, yeah, look, look at our lives and say, is that, is that the case for us? Yeah, because when we're considering stepping into a new thing or can I really do that? I'm not sure I can do that. That fear ultimately is rooted in trusting in our own strength mm. because we know how weak we are. Our pride faults that, our sin kind of clouds over that. But when we're going into something, trying to make a decision, trying to pursue something, trying to do anything, operating out of our own strength, of course we have fear and anxiety arise. Because we know that, man, I really can't control anything. I'm pretty weak. 
and times when I've relied on my own strength, I fail. But when we really have this posture of trusting that God's going to work out all things for my good, for those who love him, God has a good plan for me, and God is all-powerful, and he loves me, I'm his son or I'm his daughter, of course I can trust him. And I'm going to take a step of faith, and he's going to work it out. And he has the power to empower me to accomplish his will. So when we're not operating in terms of our own strength or the, the categories of the world that we've established, that drives out the fear and the anxiety to make decisions and to pursue things because we really do trust God in his power and his wisdom. That's right. And it's not, we have to stop the excuses that, you know, oh, well, I'm just not, I'm probably not smart enough to do that or I'm not, uh, I don't have the, the schooling or the background or you know, we make excuses about our family or I'm not in the right city or the right, you know, all these different things. We talk ourselves out of taking steps of faith and stepping up and stepping in to, to what, what God is leading us to do. And, and so, you know, just a couple questions to consider and, and, and we'll talk about this too, Luke, you know, how has God used you despite your weaknesses? So when you think back on your life, what are some of those things you're like, man, yeah, I wasn't equipped to do that, but God showed up and, and gave me what I needed for that to happen. And then the other question, how have you been holding back because you don't think you're good enough? And, and to Luke's point earlier, yeah, we're not good enough in our own strength, but that doesn't mean that we don't step forward so that God overcomes our, our, our shortcomings. Um, yep. So yeah, jump in. Yeah, so I, I think of a, a, a good example of you know, where the, the first question, I forget how you phrased it, but basically where um, did God really empower me that were ways where I was weak? Uh, I think of <clears throat> in college, I was a youth leader at my church. And as I reflect on that time, now a couple of years removed from that, I think of, man, I was not equipped in my own strength mm. to lead high school boys. I was still certainly working through various sin struggles. Um, I mean, I was a college guy who was working through a lot of immaturities, um, had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And yet I was stewarding and responsible of discipling these high school guys. In the moment, I, I probably thought, oh yeah, I'm equipped for this. But in hindsight, I reflect mm. and think, man, God, you were really good to me to sustain me in that and to help me be faithful to them, that I would yeah. leave a lasting impact on them, not because of my own giftings or, or strength, but because of your goodness and grace working through me, because you love them. Mm. You love these high school boys, and you decided to use me to disciple them. And as I right. reflect on that, I was like, my goodness, I had a lot of things to work out, and yet God still used me. Uh, so reflecting on that has been has been. Uh, enjoyable and has allowed me, my, my affections for God have definitely grown. That's right. Points to his, his glory and goodness and, and faithfulness for sure. And and for me, you know, here here we are, <clears throat> year number 10, unpacking at ministries. So I started this in my in my 20s, and all that, that has kind of happened over these 10 years, I was not prepared for or, or equipped for, uh, according to the worldly kind of standards and stuff. I never went, I didn't even step into the business school at App State. I was radio. I was doing radio 24-7 in college, 
And here we are all these years later. Like I always had, you know, the great face for radio. Well, now we're doing <laughs> video. And, and little do we know that, you know, the way technology would go with, you know, YouTube and all that and all the things that have changed over the years. And, and now God has, he's equipped us. He's provided the, the, the donors to provide for this camera that, that puts us on, on the air and, and all these different things. And then even that. I wasn't, I wasn't trained to know how to raise money. Like over the years I've you know, learned and, and read different things and all that. But when I, when I started this ministry, no idea. I was in way over my head, but guess what? God, despite, despite me accomplished his will. And now this ministry 10 years later has been able to, to survive and thrive. And, and, and he's, you know, used it for his purposes uh, as we continue to encourage and challenge and inspire sports fans uh, to follow him. And, and so I think back and go, wow, so many of these things, I, I, I wasn't good enough to do it yet. God stirred in people's hearts. He provided the necessary resources. He equipped me when I was weak. I can't tell you the number of days where I didn't feel like getting up or, or continuing or man, I just can't do it. I'm not good enough to do this yet. God, God gave me the strength to go another day. He yep. gave, he, he provided the the donation to get us through another month. And, and so I just, you know, not every day was my heart fully committed to him, but, but overall over these 10 years, my heart is for him. I want, I want to, to, to live for his glory. I want to do what he's calling me to do. And, and because of that, he's, he's stepped in and, and, and empowered me. And so that's, hopefully that's encouraging to somebody to, to realize today. Um, Cause, cause that, I, I just want to comment on that. When God calls you to something, responding with, I'm not good enough to do this is something we all think, we've all thought. But even that, like that, that doesn't even matter. It's like, well, yeah, of course I'm not good enough, but that it doesn't even matter if I'm good enough. If God's called me to this, he's more than good enough Amen. to work this out and establish Amen. this for his glory. That's not right. for ours, nope. but for his glory and his will. Amen. So let me, uh, let me read Hebrews 13, 20, 21. This is like a, a benediction. It's, a, it's really cool. It says, Now may the God of peace, this is the Amplified, the source of serenity and spiritual well-being, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood that sealed and ratified the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing to carry out his will and strengthen you, making you complete and perfect as you ought to be accomplishing in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we'll, we'll end it, end it right there. Uh, and, and just kind of the, I guess the overall encouragement today, you know, let's not worry about being an all-star, but more importantly, choose to be a servant of the Lord with a heart that's fully committed to him, knowing that he will equip us to do his will. And we have everything we need in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he's the one we, uh, we cling to for eternal life. And, and we cling to, to, to do what needs to be done while we're still here, while we're still here and accomplish his purposes for, for our lives. Um, so uh, listeners, what, what's the one thing you're, you're packing up today to, to unpack later? What is your big takeaway? Uh, think about that. And, and Luke, any, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, no, really, uh, no really final thoughts. I mean, the, I guess the last thing is, I mean, God's the all-star there's, we don't have to worry about being an all-star because God actually is the all-star. 
That's right. So that's right. Yeah. So, no room. No room for a all star team roster is is filled out. Father, Son, it. Holy Spirit. No more. Uh, no more players uh, on their roster. That's right. That's who. That's who we. Uh, that's who we rely on. And and uh, fun fun uh, Saturday night dunk contest. Mac McClung. And and again, you know, we judged him. His appearance. Eh, I don't think. I don't think he could do it. But but sure enough, he was able to to win that dunk contest. And 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 you know, we see this all the time in 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 life. People accomplish great things. Uh, and they're worldly things, right? The dunk contest is a, a worldly thing. And yet he was still the same kind of mentality. Uh, hey, I, I can do this. I, I, can, I don't have to be an all-star. I can do this. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about today is more, more of the, uh, the spiritual, you know, God's kingdom, that mentality. We can't do those things like we've talked about in our own strength. Um, we can't muster up enough uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever is needed. We, we need yep. to fully surrender and rely on him. Uh, and so that's that's the the message today. So praise God for that. Thank you, Luke. Good insight. Thanks, everybody listening. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. We'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, what's God calling you to? We'd love to hear about that. What are you wrestling with? What, what's something that maybe you've been, uh, been hesitant to do it? Or, or you've, you've been one of these you know people oftentimes, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, where we sit back and we let the all-stars do it. What we think are the all-stars, right? Ah, they got it. They're more talented than me. Ah, I can't do it. Let's step up. Let's step up. All right, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So we'd love to hear that as well from you, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Thanks, everybody, that supports this show uh, financially. If you'd like to donate, uh, we'd love for you to check out unpackingit.com slash donate. Uh, we are looking for monthly supporters that will get behind Unpacking It Ministries and, and continue to, to help us uh, produce this content for you uh, and continue to encourage, challenge, and inspire sports fans everywhere to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so thank you for, for prayerfully considering that as well. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans follow Jesus together. We'll talk to you next week. Lord willing, thanks so much for being with us. This is the Unpacking It Podcast.